Coffee Time Wednesdays with uh, the Prairie Farm Podcast. Can't hit us with the jingle. Do 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 do. podcast i'm going on american idol next season and i just season 70 here's the deal here's the deal what i need you guys to do if you're listening to this is rate my singing by going to the podcast it's now called america ran out of talent (laughs) america had talent no 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 go to the podcast rate our podcast five stars and then in the section in the comments leave your review of my singing but I'm only going to listen to that comment if you rate the podcast as a five star. That seems reasonable, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Ken's like not sold out. Okay, we are here with a great guest, Lance, who's hanging out with us today. Thanks for joining Lance us, Lance. Bruce Boy. Yeah, yep. Lance you, has been on the podcast one other time. Twice. Two other times. That's Two true. other times, which might make you the most heard wow. voice on this podcast of all time. Yeah, Besides maybe Joy, a, uh, Joy of Weingarten's up yeah, there. Joy, and Tabitha's been on here a few times. But And Taylor Keene. So I've got a topic today. Lance, if you don't have one, you better get to Googling like Peyton would always do. Well, Ken and I were sharing. Okay, so my topic is a question. My friend Caleb down in Alabama likes to hunt. Big whitetail hunting fella. He's not big, but he likes doing it a lot. He's a small guy. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. He's not liked, a small I already guy. liked Caleb. Now yeah. I like him more. Caleb, he's a medium-sized guy. Caleb, you're a good-sized guy. <laughs> and uh, I, I told him I was going to answer. We are going to have his question answered on here. And then he would have to listen to it, which I know he's listened to some of them before. But. So, Kent, Lance, you might know this as well. Down in Alabama, mm-hmm. basically everyone is Ron Swanson. You know what I mean? Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Like, yeah. I don't want the government. Basically started working for the government to tear the government down from the inside. Or he's like, I've got, Ron says, I've got a few smaller things I want to check off the list. Like, um, take down the U.S. Postal Service. Or, <laughs> you know, just like, stuff like that. So, basically everyone in Alabama is like that. That's a little caricature but. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> There's The people I've talked to, they don't want the government messing with their stuff. I don't want the government messing with myself. Now, Caleb said, who on earth wants the government messing with their stuff? Please come in here and tell me how to do my life. I mean, I don't know people. Okay. Here's, here's one people who can work, but don't want to. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but so recently the, uh, DNR has become a little more, has given out less tags and stuff like that for whitetail because they had an out-of-control population, and they now have an in-control population. And Caleb said, I want to know, is the DNR just taking more control and it's and, and just wasting our time, wasting our efforts, making us pay more for our tags, or are they doing something helpful for the environment and for the deer population? By, by regulating tag. By, by higher regulation now that population is within control. Um, I'm a firm believer in uh, managing wildlife as a resource within the um, construct of the North American model of wildlife management. Hmm. I think it's been compared to much of the world, most of the world, probably the most successful 
way of managing wildlife. Um, and we have abundant popular look, it worked, right? They, they, according to this story, which I know nothing about, you know, it'd be interesting to talk to is our good buddy, uh, Jace Elliott, mm-hmm. who did his, uh, grad work in Alabama. Really? Yep. And he's our state whitetail biologist. Now, I really like Jace, but I can't imagine that not being biased. Hey, Jace, the DNR that you work for, are you guys useful no, or he not? Didn't, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't work for them. He worked, He did his work at uh, Auburn. But he's with the DNR now, right? In Iowa, which is a totally separate agency. You know, like that's uh, a, those yeah, are state yeah. agencies. That's fair. So, so anyways, I always... Um, Without knowing enough of the information, I default in that one area, definitely not in all areas, but in when it comes to wildlife management, I default to state agencies more or less doing what's best for yeah. the species. That being said, um, I have a good friend who's talked about in his home state where um, he'd been in conversations with, uh, you know, game agency officials. And uh, that person said, I feel like I'm being forced to manage for the interests of a, of a group of people, a group of users, we'll say which would be hunters in this case Mm -hmm. and not so much what's best for that species. And even in a bigger scope, that species ecosystem. Mm. And so that being said, I think there's just like any other political, Mm -hmm. politically controlled thing. There can be outside voices and pressures that, that force their hand in ways that maybe aren't always the best. So you're saying really the only example that you have an anecdote of, of, of maybe the agency or the DNR, not, not doing things to the full extent they could is in the favor of the hunters. So I, but also it's, it's important to understand this too, that state game and fish agencies, they don't make the laws, right? They offer up a, a recommendation and then legislators, you know, state senators, they, they, uh, they're the ones that like put a law into effect mm-hmm. based off those recommendations. So you, you remember when, uh, we went down and met with our good buddy Skip and he talked about how the, the reason Iowa has the healthiest deer herd from an age structure in all of the country in his opinion and i agree with him he mentioned all these different reasons all of them were attached to uh regulation regulation right and and he also talked about these outside lobbying groups that want to strike down some of those regulations right because they could make a ton of money on it yeah he talked about the crossbow side of the hunting industry wanting to come in to Iowa and say, Hey, you should make it legal for everybody to use a crossbow during archery season. Hmm. Why do they want that to happen? Do Sell they, more crossbows. Right. They don't care anything about if that's yeah. good for Iowa's whitetail. Well, you got to think if, if an organization is powerful enough to lobby successfully against the government, 
against certain regulations or deregulations, then they have a bunch of money and it's probably because they're selling a product or service. Right. And so they're going to want to do something in line right. with that product so or that, service. So that would be another example of where that's not the DNR's fault. Yeah. Iowa DNR, I'm, I'm certain, is happy with the management tools and rules that are in place right now. And the result has been we have a fantastic the the deer herd to beat in all of the United States. What do you think, Lance? You think the DNR is being helpful in Alabama? Uh, I would hope that they're using uh, science and the information that they need with biology and population and ecology to determine what is the best. It's not just one director being like, I need another vacation this year. Well, what's interesting is there's something very similar going on in Nebraska right now. Um, state senator, right? Who? Uh, <laughs> oh, wants to defund. It's so ridiculous, which is why I'm chuckling. He, uh, I'm sure he has other reasons. More like he he thinks that you know there's way too many government agencies or something like that is probably part of the undertone. But he also blames it on the fact that every time he goes fishing at these uh, state game and fish managed fisheries, he never catches anything, <laughs> <laughs> and he's ticked. Well, and, and so uh, the, he's trying to he's trying to pull all funding away from Nebraska, which is yeah. ridiculous, and it's just he needs to he needs to like knock it off, but For, away from the DNR in Nebraska. Right, right. You know what's interesting about about limiting spending is probably you're going to take spending from a good thing, right? Someone's getting money yeah. for a benefit of something somewhere. Right. Um, so if you're saying like, oh, we're going to cut spending. I, and I think we need to get used. You get, we got to get used to getting rid of good to be able to get to great. We just got. We I just saw to. I just saw a headline today that's like hospitals trying to get in the way of Medicare tax uh, tax cuts. Like, hey, these greedy hospitals are trying to get in the way of your tax cuts. <laughs> it's like. Well, yeah, they probably want that. I mean, like they they want to make that money, right? So yeah. If you get a tax cut, the hospital gets a pay cut, you know. Yeah. On on that, so it, yeah, I mean, there's. I think one of the the main things that that causes the infinite number of problems that we have can, in some way, shape, or form, boil down to the fact that most people operate without an understanding. And I know that's a, that's a pretty mean, harsh thing to say there, but most people operate without an understanding of the conservation of matter and energy. They think things just like can spring up into existence and disappear from existence as needed. It's, well, it's, it's like that tile game that you got at the fun yeah. fair when you're a kid where you have to slide the tiles around to yeah. make the mosaic picture work or whatever. Like something has to always shift. Right. Yeah. Well, we're not used to going to the grocery store and the grocery store not having bananas. Like, that's wild. But but 100 years ago, it was like, good luck having bananas at the grocery store. Or, you know, they might have flour. They might have flour at the beginning of every month and they sell it all for the week. And now they don't get it for another month. So the next uh, shipment right. comes in. You know what I mean? That was normal. That ain't normal today. If we can't if we if we can't get it off Amazon in a day or at the very least go to the nearest big city and get it that day, push, world might as well be ending. Right. Second second pandemic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the supply chain wasn't that bad. It was it was quote unquote bad. There was a lot of backed up stuff, but it wasn't that bad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it was just like, I mean, obviously there was like sickness and stuff that was terrible, but the, but specifically I'm talking about the supply chain, people being able to have what they want. So man. Okay. Lance, what you got for today? Um, I just, that just reminded me, I saw a video recently of this lady who had, I don't remember what it was. She was talking about some kind of fruit and she had this tree in her yard and she had bought, I think, let's say it was peach. She bought peaches at the grocery store and her friend came over and, she, and was like, why did you buy peaches? You have a peach tree. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that that was like the same thing. And, <laughs> and in, in the comments, all these people were like, are you serious? But then I think that's, she's probably not the only person in the world. Who oh, yeah. That that's, you know, like where your food comes from and that a peach comes from a tree and you don't have to do anything to it. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's yeah, crazy. But, Growing up in rural Iowa, that's not like, you know, most people know the cows and pigs, you know, yeah. but I don't know. I think I told the story once. How I had a student who uh, was was cruising down the road, and he saw this horse running in this pasture. And he said to another student of mine, he goes, Jack, look at all that burger. <laughs> <laughs> he thought hamburgers came from came from horses. and uh, They don't? And uh, the student, I'll just give his first name, Jack, was like, what are you talking about? He's like, over there, the horse, you know, hamburgers, horse, horses make hamburgers. He's like, that is not where <laughs> hamburger comes from. And, and he, he's like, where's it come from then? He's like, it comes from cows. He's like, no, it doesn't. That's where steak comes from. <laughs> so it clearly went over the head of that kid where, where uh, food comes from. Yeah. But man, that's fascinating. High school students. Wow. One of my favorite stories from teaching. Uh, so I feel like people come here to get educated. And I think we deliver on that promise about 60 to 12% of the time on Coffee Time Wednesday. Hey, that's a Gen Z D minus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. What do you got? Oh, you got a story. Kent's got a really cool story. Yeah, today. the world is still a good place. Things are alive. Happiness and hope and good good spirit are alive and well in America. Um, last night, uh, I took my wife and kids out for Valentine's cause that's what happens when you're in your thirties. Turns out you also get things in the mail telling you <laughs> <laughs> Ken sent me a picture telling you last you're night. eligible for hearing aids. And it was like, Kent Boucher, we know that you're roughly 72 year old years old and you're in the perfect eligibility group for getting hearing aids. Also, we'll be sending you another thing in the mail next month to give you a wheelchair. The exact words from this letter. He sent me a Not picture. Not quite the exact words, but I do want to, I, do, I haven't admitted this yet. All the symptoms they listed on there. I definitely have. <laughs> Dang it. They're right. But uh, no, we went out. We went out for dinner. Went to a nice restaurant. It's actually interesting. I sat in the same spot where I sat when I interviewed for my job at at Hoxie with Carol. It's a blessed spot. Yes, it is. You know, you went into that interview, and I told them, unless he really biffs this, you guys need to hire him. <laughs> I, I didn't say where I'm going to. I thought it was on my merits. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight but, nepotism. But uh, no, it was it was. Uh, it was a great time. We went. We went there. We we uh, ate. It's it's not. It is not an inexpensive experience there. Great food though. Very yeah. good food. And um, uh, when I went to pay, the waitress came by and she was like, "I uh, just want you to know that uh, someone has covered your bill for you." 
I'm like, what? Really? And she's like, yep. They said they were happy to see that your kids weren't sitting there on tablets, that they were engaged with the rest of the family. That's so cool. And uh, man, what a what a time of rejoicing in the Boucher yeah. household. So we went out and blew some money on a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> What they didn't know is that uh, they were going to give them the tablets, but they all died in the car on the way over there. So like, put, that, put that thing away. <laughs> Man, that's really cool. It was cool that someone recognized it and that uh, you hang out with your family at the dinner table. I think that's a big lost art, yeah, the dinner yeah. table. It was a good time. You know, one of the last times we went there, uh, one of my daughters, I won't say who, barfed. It was like one of those here now what no this what <laughs> you know she was like she's walking back from the bathroom to the table and she's just like <laughs> right on the floor oh super goodness. nice restaurant oh uh, you know it's man. like it's like it's definitely a collared shirt restaurant yeah oh yeah um, yeah for sure you know borderline if you're wearing jeans you know like yep they better be dark jeans as my <laughs> as as my uh as my friend nick from high school called them <laughs> blavy blue jeans blavy blue. so so dark blue they're almost black he used to complain about those his uh every time his grandma would give them to him for christmas and his mom would be like oh nick those look great why don't you go try them on you know, <laughs> these blavy blue the, jeans those blavy blues were locked in at that point but uh no it was just a great time uh at the restaurant with my family and and you know seeing somebody from the community looking out for other people and wanting to be yeah. nice and generous now it's Caitlin. Caitlin said to me as we were walking, "Is like now it's our turn to do that to somebody else." Mm. And and Kids uh, just going straight to McDonald's. Yeah, to look we're gonna, so we're gonna head over to Aldi's and <laughs> we're gonna have a quarter for the person who needs a cart. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Oh, man, we'll, we'll we'll make it up. I think I interrupted Lance a little bit earlier. He, you, did you have a thing you were trying to finish? Lance man. has some sweet Danner boots. Those things look pretty awesome. Yeah, you guys got to know something about Lance. He's got a lot to share, uh, and he's very quiet. He So he, he doesn't force what he has to share out. Most polite, quiet man you've ever met in your you life. give him a follow on Instagram. He's got a pretty sizable following. Yeah, he takes banger Lance, photos. Lance, Lance from Iowa, he goes all over the place, takes great photos, knows a lot of cool people. So give give him a follow. But, yeah, I like those Danner boots, high-quality boots. You. We're sponsored yeah. by High Quality Coffee Company. Do you like that link between boots and coffee? Try and find another place where you can hear that. But uh, we are we are sponsored by Wild Rivers Coffee Company. I am today going to be ordering a new bag of coffee. I think That's I'm beautiful. Gonna, I think I'm going to try the bear flavor. If somebody reaches out between now and when I uh, order... Well, that's probably, this is probably coming out next week. Right? Yeah, too late. Too late. It's going to be ordered. But I think I'm going to go with the bear, the bear flavor. Bear um, flavor. I've tried the buffalo. I've tried the elk. Now I'm going to try the bear flavor. And They uh, actually flavor it with bear meat. They let it sit. Bear in a, grease. A, they, they let it sit in a room temperature room with bear meat for roughly three weeks, and it, it pulls in the smell. Yep, you better hope that bear was eating on blueberries and not salmon. <laughs> no, it, it. I'm excited for it. All the coffee I've tried from so far has been fantastic. And remember, with each cup of coffee that you get from Wild Rivers, you're saving the world a little bit because they donate, at minimum, 2% of their sales back into conservation efforts, which is just tremendous. And yeah. we're so proud to be working with them. Yeah. And also remember, this podcast is presented by Hoxie Native Seeds. 
If you got any uh, plantings you need done for this spring, we've been having the phone ringing off the hook here. We lately. have been. It's food, awesome. Hunting food plots, hunting mixes, some CRP. I've been shocked. I think it's because of how warm this February has been. You know, people are in the mood for spring. Yep. But I've been shocked how much, because uh, I looked compared to last year, how much we had sold in February, and it just wasn't even close to this year. So Yeah, it's been great. So if you got stuff you guys need, reach out to us. We'll be happy to get that for you. And uh, Lance and I are going to get back to cleaning some seed. Yeah, get on out there.